the Lord just dropped this in my spirit. I'm going to share it with you. My grandmother was healed of terminal cancer. Uh, they said that she couldn't live, and God supernaturally healed her and raised her up off of a bed uh, in the hospital where she was dying. And uh, she was healed by the power of God. Do you know what Jesus said to her when he appeared to her when she was dying? Let me tell you what he said to her. He said to her, by my stripes, you were healed. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Yeah. First Peter 2.24. Amen. Jesus just stuck to the word. Don't ever expect him to say anything contrary to the word. He never will. Amen. We're dealing with the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Christ, according to the book of Romans chapter 8. And the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And Jesus said, your words are truth. So the Holy Spirit will always agree with God's word. Amen. And this is something that we must do. We have to agree with the word and have to not doubt in our heart. Mark chapter 11, verse 23, where Jesus said, Have faith in God, verse 22. And verse 23, For assuredly I say unto you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea. You see that whoever right there, or whosoever, if you're reading from the old King James Bible. I'm reading the new King James Bible. That includes you and me, whoever. But there's qualifiers in this. This is not, this does not just work just because, you know, you decide to speak to the mountain. No. He says, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. That's a first qualifier. You can't doubt in your heart, but believe that those things that you say will be done and you'll have whatever you say. So just to say, uh, well, uh, I believe that you can have whatever you say is incorrect. You cannot doubt in your heart. So if we're not to have it, then I want to know what it is so that I don't have it. <laughs> Amen. And we know that heart here refers to your spirit. This word doubt, the Greek word diakrino, which means to make a distinction, to separate, to discriminate, to prefer, to determine, to decide a dispute to hesitate, and to be at variance with oneself. So, if we're not going to doubt, then that means that we're not going, that, that we have to remove all the hesitation, all the variance, and we've looked at these words, discriminate, we looked at, we looked at hesitate, and what that means, because you can't have hesitation. Doubt's not mixed up, it's not undistinct, it's not indiscriminate, it's not without preference. And what's the preference? What have we been seeing? Let it be done unto me according to your word. That's the preference of faith. Is not doubting. The preference of faith is, I believe God's word. I believe his promises. I've decided to believe. I've determined to believe. I've made a decision. I've settled all the questions once and for all in my spirit. Concerning healing, concerning prosperity, concerning whatever it is that I have to pray about. Concerning deliverance, concerning wholeness. I have to decide these things according to God's word. I have to come to a decision. And the final word that we're going to look at here concerning what this word doubt means is this translation of variance. Because doubt is not at variance. Never is, never can be. Never will be. Now, what does the word variance mean? If Jesus said, do not have variance in your heart, 
then what's variance? Variance is the fact, the quality, or the state of being variable. <laughs> In other words, uh, wh what does that mean? Uh, let, let's go on and give you the rest of the definition. The fact or state or quality of being variable, the fact or state of being in disagreement, dissension, or dispute. Now, do you see what he's talking about? What he's saying is there's a disagreement on the inside that you have to remove. There's a dispute. Do you remember that doubt also means to decide a dispute? Well, there can't be any dispute in the heart. There can't be any dis disagreement. You can't be believing, well, yeah, I, I believe in healing, but I don't know if it's the will of God. No, you're going to have to find out. You're going to have to settle the argument in the heart. You're going to have to settle the dispute, the conflict in the heart. Also under this word variance, let me just read that second definition of the word variance. Again, the fact or state of being in disagreement, dissension, or dispute. Now, we're going to come back to that in just a minute. But variance means the fact, quality, or state of being variable. Now, let me give you a scripture from the book of James, chapter 1, because this is something that we cannot have in our hearts. We need to understand what this means. James, chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift. Well, let me read verse 16. James 1, 16. Do not be deceived. My beloved brethren, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. See, God doesn't have any variation in him. He is not light, and then sometimes he's got some gray areas. No, God is light, the scripture says. There's no gray areas in God. And I read to you that scripture over there in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19 and 20 that says to choose life because he, uh, before us is life and death, blessing and cursing. And God says, choose life that you may live and your seed may live and you may cling the, uh, to God and, and you may uh, 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 obey his voice. And uh, because he's the length of your days, he is life unto you. Well, you have to make a choice. You have to decide and answer the questions and understand that there's no gray areas in this. It's either life or death. It's either blessing or cursing. It's either light or darkness. There's no, it doesn't exist. Gray areas don't exist. If you ever hear people that come to you and talk about, well, this is a gray area, just mark it down in your book. It's, it's either something that people just don't understand or don't know about, or it's darkness, one of the two. And actually, not knowing about it means you're in the dark <laughs> concerning that particular thing. There's no darkness in God. He is all light. And there's no variation. He doesn't change, the scripture says, over in the book of Malachi. His word is forever. His word doesn't change. You know, you'll pick up your Bible today and it'll say one thing and you'll go 10 years and pick up your Bible and look at the same scripture. And you know what? It says the same thing because God doesn't change. His word doesn't change. So you're going to have to make a decision and decide and settle the disagreement or the dispute in you or the argument 
by going to the Word and finding out what the Word says and then determining that's what I'm standing on. This is what God says in His Word. You know, the Bible says in 1 Peter 2.24, By His stripes you were healed. Now that's what Jesus did. When He suffered and died and rose again, He provided healing for our physical bodies and our minds. That's what he pro- that's one of the things he pro- one of the provisions of his great and awesome sacrifice. Well, you're going to have to decide if it's either for you or it's not for you. You're going to and you will. If you l- let me put it this way, like I've said before, if you don't decide that it's for you, then by default you've decided it's not for you. You have to determine that healing is for you. You receive it, you believe it, and then you pray and believe that you have received it according to the words of Jesus in Mark chapter 11 and verse 24. But now, let's go back to Mark chapter 11 because here's another part of what this word variance means that I want to talk to you about. I want to look at it here for a few minutes because this is an essential part of not doubting in the heart. Now, you can't well, let's just read it. Let's read, let's read Mark chapter 11, verse 23 again. Jesus said, Assuredly, I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast, and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them, and, huh, did you notice verse 25 is hooked in here? This is important. And when you stand praying, I like that word stand. The Greek word stand there, when you stand firm, when you persevere and persist praying. That means you're praying in faith. You've determined some things in your spirit. You've come to a decision Based on God's word, by his stripes I was healed. You believe that you received it when you prayed. And now you're standing firm and persevering. And you persist in that. And you refuse to turn loose of it. Amen. But now notice what he says. And when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone... Forgive him, or her, I might add, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Oh, 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 oh. Now, this means that in order for us not to doubt in our heart, we're going to have to forgive. You can't hang on to unforgiveness or a lack of forgiving other people and at the same time believe God. You can't do it. It won't work because there's a variance in your heart. Now, this is the part that I didn't tell you about what this word variance means. The word variance, well, actually, I told you the first part of it, means the fact or state of being in disagreement, dissension, or dispute But it's not just in your spirit. It's over not forgiving other people as well. 
Because the word variance also means, listen to this, discord, conflict, disunion, disunity, division, infighting, strife, war, warfare, and it's the opposite. The opposite of it is agreement, accord, and peace. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> now, this is a big reason why some people don't get their prayers answered. I'm telling you why they can't believe. is because when they believe, they go to the Word, they stand on the Word, they believe, but they don't forgive. They've got disagreement. They've got unforgiveness. They have strife. They have division. They have this disunity going on. They have conflicts with other people going on in them. And Jesus said, you can't pray and get anything like that. Notice what he said. Verse 25. When you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now, if you don't forgive, what happens is that condemnation sets into your spirit and you can receive nothing because instead of of having confidence in your spirit, your heart is condemning you. Now, I want to read this scripture in 1 John chapter 3. This is one of the things, you know, because you can say, oh, well, yeah, but, you know, there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Well, that's true. But it is to those that are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 2 says. You can't be in Christ Jesus and hang on to unforgiveness. I'm sorry. It does not work that way. According to Jesus, he said, if you don't forgive, neither will my Father which is in heaven forgive you. Now, this is a serious issue. Lack of forgiveness causes your sins to be retained. That means you can't get forgiveness for your sin if you won't forgive a brother or sister in the Lord. Uh, this is why over and over again, both in the writings of Paul and Peter, and, and you'll see that it talks about forgiving one another. But right now I want to look at this in 1 John chapter 3, because if you don't forgive, your heart's condemning you, folks. You have to forgive, and you do forgiveness by faith. It's not a feeling. You don't forgive by feelings. You don't forgive because you feel like forgiving. You forgive, now watch this, because you decide in your heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is one way that you remove. You've, you've, you've judged a thing and you realize this is ungodly. I can't have this in my heart. And you judge to remove this thing, to remove the conflict by faith. Amen. This is a hindrance. Unforgiveness or lack of forgiveness is a hindrance to a productive faith and you need to get it out. This should be obvious because the Bible says in Galatians 5, 6, in the writings of Paul, he said under the anointing of the Spirit that faith works by love. Well, you can't have love and at the same time have fighting with people in your heart and holding grudges against people. Faith won't work in that environment. You have to let them go. You have to love people. Go here to 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. It's not enough to love just by telling people, I love you. That, that's not sufficient. You got to do it in deed. That means you got to act on it. Sometimes you're going to have to pull some money out of your pocket. 
Sometimes you're going to have to lay hands on people. Sometimes you're going to have to bring them groceries. Sometimes you're going to have to bless them in order to love them. It's not enough just to say, I love you and, and say, okay, go on and be blessed. And, and that's it. If you have it in your hand to bless them, you need to bless them. Now, James talks about this in James chapter 2. You can go back and read it. I don't have time to look at it now, but you can do it. But now notice he says, and by this we know, verse 19, 1 John chapter 3, by this we know that we are of the truth or that we're on the word. Jesus said that the truth is the word of God. John chapter 17, verse 17. And you shall assure and, and shall assure our hearts before him. In other words, you're going to have assurance in your spirit because you're walking in the truth, in the word, and you're loving people. You're not holding a grudge against people. You're forgiving people. Now, I want you to see how this connects here. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts. And that's why we have to repent, because he knows all things. He knows what you got on the inside. It's not a secret to him. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, and you're not loving people in your heart. Verse 20. Look at verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Now, do you see this? Unforgiveness brings confidence in the... Uh, excuse me. Unforgiveness brings condemnation into the heart. But if you'll forgive and love people from the heart, you decide, I forgive so-and-so in Jesus' name. I'm not going to hold that against them. I forgive them. Now, Father, forgive me for not forgiving them. And you'll do that. Then you can have confidence in your heart. You can believe God. And then he says, whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments. This is verse 22. And do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of the Lord Jesus and love one another as he gave us commandment. Amen. So I, I trust that you're seeing how this connects. You have to forgive people. And you say, but you don't know what that person did to me. It doesn't matter. Do you want your faith to work? Do you want to be able to receive your healing, your financial miracle, your deliverance, your, uh, the power of God in manifestation in some other area of life? Do you want God to show up? Do you want him to manifest his presence and power in your life? Then you're going to have to get the unforgiveness out. It won't work. You can't just speak to the disease and command it to go. And you're holding on to unforgiveness in your heart because what you're doing is you have doubt in your heart. You have this variance, this discord and conflict and disunion and disunity, this division, this infighting, this strife. Now, this is what Jesus meant when he talked about in Matthew chapter 18. See, this is the difference now. Uh, when you call on somebody and ask them to agree with you in prayer. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18... And verse 19, what he said again, I say unto you, if two of you agree on earth. Well, how does agreement happen? You don't have any variance. You've come to an agreement spiritually based on God's word. You've accorded. You've removed the conflict and the disunity. 
You've settled it. Amen. And settled the questions. So now you can agree on earth concerning anything that you will ask. And it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. And now notice what the result of this is. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Well, the manifestation of the Lord, the Lord shows up personally when we agree. In other words, you're going to get some manifestation here. God's going to move on your behalf when you can come into agreement. Well, the same thing happens to the individual. If they can come to agreement inside of themselves, in their spirit, they can agree on the word. And, well, that means that then uh, uh, they don't doubt in their heart anymore. And that means that they can believe, and that means that they can have then what they say and what they pray according to God's word and according to his promises. Amen. And I believe that you do so today in Jesus' name. Thank God. We'll come back with some more teaching uh, next time. Amen.